All right. What is this, day 12? Ugh. How's day 12 starting, guys? Um, day 12 started with me in a coffee shop drinking an iced Americano, listening to Billie Eilish sing, What was I made for? <laughs> if that's uh, any indication of where I'm at. Um, man, I called a bunch of people today. Still not feeling great. Appetite is just so weird. Like, there's some stuff I can eat really easily, and there's just other stuff that does not go down. You know, I made, like, eggs and bacon. I could crush the bacon, cannot eat the eggs. Life's great mystery. Um, yeah, I got some nice, like, love and support from posting this, which uh, I'd like to say was not a motivation at all, but uh, fully was a motivation. It was nice to hear from some people who are dealing with the weed addiction thing. You know, I know that can feel pretty isolating. You know, growing up, I, I just genuinely thought you couldn't get addicted to weed. Like, that was just the belief system I held. Um... And I've always had such a fucking chip on my shoulder about having weed addiction. Um, just because, you know, some people don't even, like, believe in it. Which would always just piss me off. I've been to, like, you know, to be fair, like, I've I've been to a couple of rehabs. If you, uh, if you go to rehab and weed is your primary drug of choice, uh, I, I, can't, I can't promise you're going to get my thought of respect. There is a, there's an invisible totem pole of, uh, you know, drug hierarchy, you know, of respect at rehab, and I think weed might be at the bottom. Weed is below anxiety. I'd even argue that weed is below codependency. <laughs> I think people who are, who are, like sickly codependent get more respect than uh weed addicts in rehab uh and i mean it doesn't compare to like number one number one is reserved for crystal meth that drug is the devil anyone who gets sober from crystal meth deserves uh you know cap tips and curtsies and bows basically um the only reason i never did i think the only reason i never did a harder drug was because I just knew I would instantly be addicted to it. I just knew that the entire time. Where, like, alcohol and weed, I was just lying to myself the entire time. Being like, no, I'll stop. I can stop this. I'm not addicted to this. Uh, meanwhile, day after day after day, right? Um, you know, part of me wants to, like, almost, like, prove to people how much, like, I'm addicted to weed. I'm like, oh, you don't... <laughs> like, the... this gross part of my brain is like oh you don't think i can get addicted to weed yo i'll fucking i'll show you there are a couple you know if you ever walk around brooklyn and you see these smoke shops with these like bongs in the window and that are made of 95 percent glass and five percent chemical um if you wonder how those businesses stay i kept a couple of those businesses staying afloat single-handedly because i would buy like one of these cheap ass bongs um and smoke and sometimes i would buy like one of these cheap bongs and be like all right i'm just smoking tonight and then tomorrow we quitting 
So I would smoke, um, you know, at the end of the night, break the fucking bong, throw it in a trash can. And I had to break it because um, there was a phase where I would just throw the bong in the trash can intact. But if I did that, your boy's going dumpster diving the next day. Your boy <laughs> is going through the trash to get that bong back. So I had to start breaking them. But then the fucking... Okay, I'm going to try to curse a little less. Uh, then, then the next day you go, oh, I want to keep smoking. So let me buy another $20 bong. So I'll go in, dude. And, you know, I lose shame about it. These, these people who work there must have thought, I don't know what they could have possibly thought I was doing. They're like, this fucking kid comes in every day wearing the same outfit, buying the same bong. I can't think of a reason he could possibly be doing this. And it's just me every day making a deal with myself. All right, this is it. We're going to have a rip-roaring time. I'm going to buy a cue. I'm going to buy these seven grams of weed. I'm going to buy this bong, and the, the, tonight's the night. Um, but since I bought seven grams, I ha I mean, I have to smoke all seven grams today because um, the only way for me to start to stop tomorrow is if I have zero grams. So I have seven, so I have to smoke. Um... I have to smoke all seven of the grams. Um, because if I have any left over tomorrow, then I'll smoke it. And then I just have to keep that train rolling, right? Um, so, dude, I don't know what's, uh, you know, I don't know. I just don't know what the future for a lot of the smoke shops in Brooklyn are like is going to be now that I'm not there. I don't know. I don't know how, my, how they're going to support themselves because I never saw a goddamn soul in there besides me. Um... You know, I think they're doing all right. Um, and of course, you know, part of me like really just wants to like admit just the insane behavior around my weed consumption just to like literally prove a point as if to be like, do you believe, are you not entertained? <laughs> like, what the fuck is wrong with me, man? Um, do you believe me now? What was I made for? Dude, that song goes so hard. Excuse me while I drink some water. Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people are like, realizing you know that weed is can be you know abused some people have probably known this for a really long time and i'm just a fucking idiot right um and you know the weed is is getting stronger too you can smoke some ridiculous shit out here it's it barely feels like weed you're getting slapped in the face uh by like 35 percent thc bud it's insane um, yeah, and I've been, it's been way easier for me to admit, honestly, that I have a weed problem because, uh, it's so much more aggressive. The alcohol thing is more recent. I've, I've been really reluctant to, to, uh, identify as an alcoholic because, you know, once you do it, that, you know, once you say it, the cat's out of the bag and now I can't drink with any of you guys anymore. 
you know, for the longest time, I was like, you know, if I just kind of keep my cards close, then, you know, maybe I can in the future drink with people and they'll just think, oh, well, you know, he's a weed problem. He's not an alcoholic. So, I mean, he can drink with us. So I always wanted to just have that, um, you know, that backup plan. Like I can always return to drinking with people because they don't think I'm an alcoholic. Um, but I mean, let's call a spade a spade, right? And uh, I definitely am. Um, you know, after the last episode, I, I was like saying how, oh, I have no fun stories. Uh, you know, I have a couple. Um, I don't know if people would be interested in hearing them. I mean, I'm going to tell them no matter what, right? Because I'm a, I'm a fiend for clout and content. But... Um, you know, when you just like drink and smoke by yourself in your room, like for a while, you get, I mean, you got to get creative eventually about what you're doing in there. Um, I would, uh, man, I would go on this website called, <laughs> I would go on this website called Dirty Roulette. I was so lonely. I was such a lonely dude. Uh, it's like you can just go and have like virtual sex with strangers on the internet. Very strange uh, place. I remember once like I uh, I matched with like this woman in Ukraine. And I remember thinking like, do I ask her if she's like doing okay? Or do I just, you know, keep this casual and light, right? Because <laughs> maybe I'm Maybe this is her escape, and the last thing she wants is, like, for me to bring up, like, oh, is everything, you know, okay with what's going on over there? Um, as you can see, the, my, my brain operates in insane ways, no matter what. Um, I once... I once met... I was living in Brooklyn, and I was on the website, and I matched with, some, and I, I matched with someone who was in Long Island City... Um, she was 10 years older than me, like a, a journalist, uh, works for like the New York times and a bunch of publications. And we realized we we're in the same city and then she invites me over to Long Island city. So I, I go there the next weekend, uh, and man, this is hard. I like have used, I used to like pride myself on my storytelling abilities and now my short term memory, like I said, like I am Guy Pierce and this is Memento and I have to write shit down to remember anything I want to say. Um, you know, this podcast may not, okay. Okay. Let me redirect my focus. If you're thinking Aiden, this is absolutely insane. Hey baby, this is day 12. Um, but Um, so yeah, I meet her at this like wine bar in Long Island city and we're talking and she goes, Oh, by the way, uh, if my, if my ex-husband comes in here, like, don't worry, I'll, I'll defuse the situation. I can't help but thinking, Hey, why are we in a place where your ex-husband could walk in? Uh, am I just a cog in your revenge plan? Uh, cause if so, I, uh, I'm, I'm here for it. I don't care. Um, and we went back to her place 
I lasted for like two minutes and then I and then I Ubered home with deep shame. Are these the kind of stories people want to hear? <laughs> oh, threw my headphones off my head. Threw my head back laughing so hard. Are these the stories people want to hear? Are these the stories my friends and family want to hear? Um, early, like, I really, it's, it's, this is a really good exercise for me in not editing and not caring what I put out there because I care so deeply about what my public image is. Um, so deeply. Oh, and also, you know, maybe a couple of you listening, like, hey, Aiden, I think I've heard you say a thing or two. Uh, I, I've heard you say the same thing or two at an open mic before. Uh, are you kind of reusing material here? Are you a fraud? And it's like, uh, hey, man, I'm trying to build a little self-esteem here. So let's cut the guy some slack, right? All right, thanks. <laughs> um... I, I care so deeply about what other people think about me. So, like, I'll tell that story, you know, about me and that woman from Long Island City. And the moment it comes out of my mouth, I'm so embarrassed. Just, like, the way I rambled, the way I, you know, historically, I've, I, I would want to make that story so much funnier than I made it. I, how many times did I say, uh, no, um, I, I mean, I, I won't be, I can't go back and I won't be able to go back and listen to it. Um, but it's just good for me. Like, like my, I, I have just such a gross ego about this all. I just want people to think I'm the shit. And, uh, yeah, if someone probably needs to kick the shit out of me, that's probably the solution. I think if someone just actually whooped my ass, that would, like, you know, knock me down to a place where it would be more appropriate for me to exist at. Um, you know, it's hard, like, yeah. It's hard going to meetings and seeing people who, like, have achieved success. Like, I just have a chip on my shoulder about everything. I go to meetings and I hear people being like, oh, you know, my alcoholism tore my family apart. You know, my kids don't talk to me anymore. And I'm just, and, and the first thing I think of is, how did you, I'm sorry, could you tell me how you got a partner? Can you tell me how you got kids? Wait, you, oh, you had a high pain job? I'm sorry. How did you even get there, my dude? Like, I don't even have, I can't, I have nothing to, uh, I have nothing to lose because I've uh, gained nothing. And so I'm always just like, I'm always just like, oh, must be nice to be the productive alcoholic. Must be nice to, uh... oh man, imagine, imagine achieving success while using and drinking. Man, like I even find ways to get jealous of <laughs> other uh, fucking people, you know, in not considering the, uh, you know, that some of these people receive, like, literally public backlash and, uh, 
you know, backlash on a scale that I can't even really wrap my head around. Um, I wish I knew how long I was recording for. I don't check when I start recording. Uh, I can't even see how long. Um, I, it feels like I've been talking for 30 minutes. Something I've been dealing with is, and I, th I think a lot of people struggle with this, and I do to an extreme, it's just, I cannot extend courtesies to myself that I extend without even thinking to other people. Oh, Aiden, can you pick me up from LAX? Yeah, of course I'll pick you up from LAX. When I land in LAX, uh, yeah, I'll just... Who, why would I ask anyone to pick me up from LAX and take time out of their day to, like, get me from the airport? Of course, I'll just, like, fucking pay for this overpriced Uber. And by the way, if you Uber from LAX, you have to take a shuttle from arrivals to a different place. It's such a nightmare. Uh, and there's so many people who pick me up from LAX, but why would I bother them with that? If you ask me to pick you up from LAX, I mean, I'll be there in literally five minutes. I live in West Hollywood and I'll be there in five minutes. No one's ever done that before. Um, but when I land in LAX, I will pay $85 for Vlad to drive me home. And it's, you know, it's so interesting. Like, oh, I, I'm so good at being like, oh my gosh, call me, call me. Oh, you're having a tough time, like, lean on me. I'm that guy. Let me be that guy for you. And then when, once the roles are reversed, I just, the blinders go up, and I just can't imagine anyone reciprocating that same courtesy. It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, and that just feels probably like some self-esteem issues, huh? I don't think this is like unique to me. I think people de all deal with this and it's just like to varying degrees. And I just think I'm on a little bit more of the extreme end. Like I really struggle to receive support or receive love from people. Um, this is definitely a learning process in that. Um, oh, I was gonna say something. Oh, dude, I was about to say some absolute fire shit and <laughs> well now I won't um every time I have these like total blank spaces it makes me want to immediately shut off the podcast because I, I I absolutely panic that someone would god forbid have to sit in silence with me um but I do think I have more shit I want to kind of talk about there's just so much time in early sobriety. Like, I worked all weekend. I've been working almost every day, um, Ubering. And I, I told myself that I would give today, all, like, the entire day off, and it's it's so scary. It's like, what the fuck do I do? Um, I go to a meeting tonight, which is, like, the it meeting. I mean, I'm talking... It's, 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 like, it's the it meeting I want to punch my that's so dumb uh it's just like we're all you know it's where the cool kids go 
Um, <laughs> I say I start this podcast so I can look back on this as a reflection of, you know, how stupid I am right now while simultaneously regretting so much that I'm doing this. Oh my God. I mean, I'll never stop because I have an insidious need for validation and love, but simultaneously, this is the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. You're starting to see the pattern, right? Where I'm only thinking an absolute yes, 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 positive or absolute no, 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 negative. It's like, it's like I am such a catastrophizer. It's so cool. It's so, so wavy, man. Um, I'm just going to hang here real quick and think. I, I do not care about the, the listening experience. This, this is for me, fam. This is for me. Um, would it be insane like if I stopped recording and like in like a couple hours even recorded like another one and on the same day and posted it I don't know I, the coffee shop I was at just at I, uh, I you know because I think everyone's thinking about me at all times I I think Oh, what is this fucking kid doing here all the time? Um, paying for $5 Americanos. Always on the phone, just pacing around. Um, and I just want to be, I just want to be, do you know who I am? I'm out, I'm struggling. I'm, I have a plight. Respect it. And it's just like, hey, hey man. No one gives a fuck. <laughs> no one gives a fuck. <laughs> uh, what was I made for? It's funny. I, uh, my t my music taste has been absolutely. It's like a time capsule because pretty much once the pandemic hit and my, and I really like turned on like, the alcoholism and the addiction. That's really when it the switch really flipped I kind of like just stopped discovering new music so I I'm officially just stuck in 2019 I just you know I heard Cuff It by Beyonce for the first time a couple weeks ago and I'm obsessed with it and I can't talk to any like you can't say that <laughs> uh, I'm so fucking late I had never heard the song before I, you know, I think being off social media is one of the best things I could do for myself at the moment. I, uh, I have an insane tendency to compare my insides to other people's outsides. I'm really good at it. Um, you know, I was, I was joking. I remember, uh, I remember seeing a friend post on Instagram like a while ago, they were on like a beach and they were like, oh, sipping margs, it's five o'clock somewhere. And I just remember thinking, 
I literally know you had a seizure today. You seized and went to a hospital today. What is this fucking Instagram post? And I just fucking deleted the app. I was like, this is fucking insane. I, I'm driving myself ill looking at other people, you know, achieve what I perceive to be. Uh, and the thought's gone. The thought is gone, folks. The thought left the station. Yes, yes, I can't remember shit. I'm an idiot. I can't remember shit. Um, okay, I should probably wrap this up before I just continue to you know ramble and ramp that's day 12 folks what was I made for